All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. Uh, before I forget, quick, uh, I, I do, we have a uh, sex robot doll update. We haven't done one in a while. We for, for, for several weeks, we had one every goddamn week. I texted you this the other, week, uh, the other day. Uh, do you remember what I texted you? I texted you a news story. Yes, yes, it was a guy publicly complaining about his sex robot on Facebook. For it. And there was yes. a picture. He 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 legs behind the head and pound that pussy, shake my head, done broke the bitch's leg and he took a picture of the leg completely snapped off. He he was trying to do some uh, uh, you know, ankles behind the 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 ears uh, action and broke his sex robot to the tune of did it say in here uh, uh, not bad. Two thousand two hundred eighty-nine dollars. Given that uh, we had seen them going for four and six thousand dollars, so uh, Captain Kinky uh, broke his sex doll. Well, I, I like it because it was a good educational incident for for not just the listeners but all the people on that man's Facebook feed. You see, you either gotta not bend the legs behind the head or spring for the more expensive real doll, the $7,000 model. With Flexible that thing, you one. can bend it into a goddamn pretzel and it's going to be fine. <laughs> yes. So there you go. We've uh, we we've talked about sex dolls and their limitations and uh, we found one. They don't do kinky. They're they're very good at missionary. Maybe maybe doggy. I don't know. But we never researched that. We never looked into how pliable or bendable or like if you put them in a position, will they hold it or will they just sort of like I don't know if they have locking joints or not. These are questions well, yeah, you should no, have asked. No one does. No one does. And 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 this company was banking on that. And they were banking on the fact that if it breaks, no one's going to publicly call them out on their shit. This guy <laughs> called them out on their shit, man. That's awesome. Yeah, no fear. He just went straight out and said, and I, I broke this shit. That's bullshit. So good on him. It's it's kind of like how, um, y- you know, the companies that make those orange ball gags that go in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they like to skimp on parts because they're like, well, no one's going to go on Facebook and be like, listen, when I was bound in leather, getting spanked and being called a piggy, 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 my orange bull <laughs> gag that I paid top dollar for, well, it broke in my mouth. And they could hear what I had to say, even though I'm a bad boy and shouldn't get to talk. That's bullshit. They, they know that's not going to happen, right? <laughs> this guy, he called them on their bullshit. And you don't see uh, that. Maybe we're living in a new era of no shame where people are no longer afraid to post that their kinks, uh, that the product did not hold up to their particular kink. And I think they should be commended for that. They, they should. And I, to be fair, to be fair though, to the company that, that made the product, I get why they would think that no one would call them out on it. A, there's a level of shame. B, I'm going to, I'm going to guess right now that most of the people buying sex dolls they're not our nation's smartest. They're not the world's smartest. No one's going to finish coming in a doll and then invent the cure to cancer. That's never going to happen. You know what I'm saying? They're lucky these, they these are... finished coming in a doll and, you know, posted about it publicly or talked about it. Or, you know, you think they're, like I said, we're living a shame-free nation. Usually that's something you would want to sort of keep to yourself. Like, all right, I'm sort of a loser. I have no, I'm just, I'm just going to buy this doll and, and yeah, that's, that's going to be my life. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I I'm surprised the guy even posted about it. But there's, I, I there's something almost sort of um, envious about that. Just that that that, that lack of of, of self awareness. It's 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 got to be really refreshing just to be able to walk outside and be like, I don't give a fuck what people know about me or about anything I've done today. You know what I mean? It, it's it, it it's like I. I, I don't want people to know what I jack off to and when I jacked off. It, jacking off is a very private thing for most people, and, and, and especially jacking off shamefully. This is like jacking off in a way that makes most jack-off stories, most normal ones where they were like, well, it was me, the internet, and my towel, right? That That makes those seem just completely normal office water cooler talk. The fact that this guy said that and didn't give a shit... It's 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 like that guy doesn't need to worry about anything in his life, you know. Well, he needs to worry about the two thousand dollars he lost because you notice the post did not say 
thank God it was still under warranty because that <laughs> that would have been a nice yes. twist if you could return your sex doll. Well, that's the thing. Um, never sold sex dolls for a living. That being said, I don't think they have the same kind of warranty that a uh, craftsman wrench does. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think, you take the package off it and come in at once, and it and it completely depreciates in value. It's it's a lot worse than a car. A car you drive off the lot, it's lost fifty percent. You come in a sex doll, you, you you're down. You you've dropped eighty ninety percent of the value of that thing. You might as well have driven that thing to fucking Narnia. Yeah, that thing is useless. It's, it's done. <laughs> All right, another thing I texted you, this is what I sort of wanted to talk about even more, or actually just talk about, was, um, let me find it. Uh, that's not it. That's not it. Oh, there we go. Uh, the TV show This Is Us. Have you heard yeah, of it? Yeah, you texted me that. I was, I was confused by that. I was, I was reading it. Um, that's so that's that's not that's like a fictional TV show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I've been hearing. About, I guess it's in its second season, maybe. I've heard about. What's it on? I think ABC. I'm not positive. I'll go. I'll go on record and saying ah, okay. I've heard. See, I, got, I got Netflix and Hulu right. and stuff. So. I've heard a lot about it. People, it, it trends every every week. It's one of those shows like Game of Thrones where when it's on, people are tweeting and they're saying, "Oh my god!" I guess it's a drama with a little humor, not really a comedy, but it's supposed to be a sad show and everybody talks about how much it makes them cry and they get so invested in the characters. So what's going on right now is, uh, and I don't know if it's good or bad, I just know, oh, NBC. So it's on NBC. Is uh, This is another show about comics being sad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so what happened is um, they do a flashback to 20 years ago, 20 years ago, I believe, that says that uh, this guy gives a a character on the show a crock pot and he says hey the switch is a little wonky but other than that it works and so 20 years later uh in this guy's house they use the crock pot and then they show a shot i guess of the switch going and it lights a towel on fire and then it burns the house down and this character dies and so they they that was the setup wonky switch so what happened was it trends on Twitter. People go nuts, and they're talking about throwing their crockpot away, and I need to get this crockpot out of my house, so much so to the point that crockpot actually has to issue a statement saying, we are so touched and moved by the death of this fictional character. It's horrible that this fictional character died, but keep in mind, it's a TV show. Our crockpots, <laughs> in reality, have never burned down a house. And there were people Crunk taking. Would like to apologize for all of the dragons that we've killed in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes, um, for all of the dwarves that we killed in um, Lord of the Rings. We didn't mean to do any of it. Seventeen years later, he did. Uh, Seventeen years later, he turns. I, I was wrong with the twenty years, but either way. So, so yeah. Uh, let me quick read. Crockpot understands the concerns brought up by last night's episode of This Is Us, and we too are heartbroken by the latest development in Jack's storyline. Apparently, it's his last development because he's dead. However, it is important our consumers understand that the confidence. Uh, understand and have confidence that all crockpot slow cookers exceed all internal testing protocols and are applicable industry safety standards and regulations as verified by independent third-party testing labs for nearly 50 years with over 100 million crockpots sold. We have never received any consumer complaints similar to the fictional events portrayed in last night's episode. It's like, how is this where we're at in society is a... I mean, I mean, and they even set it up. They, they even said, hey, this is a wonky switch, and so maybe throw your crockpot away if it has a wonky switch after 16 years. Because, But it's all bullshit. It's a goddamn TV show, and people are scared of their crockpot. Same people, the same people that every goddamn gay, every goddamn day get in their car and drive to work where auto accidents are what? The number one, two, three? They're one of the top killers of people in the country, people get in auto accidents every goddamn day. But that crock, it is, it, it's amazing where people put their focus and, and how they latch on to something so dumb. Wouldn't it be awesome if um, they, they, they typed that and then they got in their car and they, they leave to go to work and 
on their way to work, they have to swerve because what's in the road? A crockpot that another moron threw out the window so he didn't get killed by it. And then they swerve and they hit a tree and they're killed by another moron's crockpot that he overreacted to out of fear. Well, let me ask you this. I, I think this is a, a chicken or the egg question, and I don't know if there's an answer. Um, I saw a similar question on Facebook, and I'll just I'll combine them. Uh, in 2018... Are people afraid of their crockpots when they see something happen on TV in a fictional show? Not even a news story was like, could your crockpot kill you? Story at 11, where they show crockpots exploding. Um, no, a, a goddamn TV show. And are kids eating Tide Pods uh, detergent because Donald Trump is president? Or is the fact we're that stupid... Is that what led to people voting for Trump? Is hey, just, we're, we're, just, we're, we're, we're a we're nation gone. of morons. We have we're a nation where one party elected a reality TV star with no experience in, in, in government. And the other party is going, hey, how about this talk show host? She gave an awesome nine minute speech at an award show. I think she'd do good. You know, I it's we're we're dumb, man. We are dumb and. Keeping on politics, but going sideways, I sent you another link uh, with Alabama. Speaking of dumb, Alabama voted uh, to or the the Senate, not not the voters voted, but uh, they they changed their rules after Doug Jones beat a pedophile. They said, you know what? No more special elections. If the president ever calls up one of our senators to serve in his cabinet, the governor gets to appoint someone, which other states do. But it's just funny timing that. Right after a Democrat beats a pedophile, they said, you know what, let's not take another chance on this. Let's let's change the rules. Well, to be fair, they, they did compromise on that one. So originally, if, if you read down in the article, what they wanted to do was they wanted to make it where if, if the president called somebody as a cabinet member from from the Senate or Congress or whatever, then they're automatically replaced by a former uh, doctor of, of, of the Olympics, you know, and you're like, Jesus Christ, man, these guys are really pro pedophile. And then they were like, all right, well, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll do it this other way. <laughs> do you want to talk about, uh, Larry? Larry. Yes. Um, that fucking guy, man, all you had to do was look at a picture of that guy and be like, yeah, he's absolutely guilty. That is the most pedophile-looking fucking guy I've ever seen. He really he is. Now, now, here's what I don't understand. I have not read anything on the case, so please tell me because, and I, what was he doing? Because I, when I say I haven't read anything, I mean, if say if a hundred percent of the news is out there, I've heard maybe three percent. I've heard he did things to the children with their parents in the room, where he'd be like, "Oh, this is a medical procedure," and do something. Like, how fucked up is that? What was he doing? Like, I, I obviously there was touching involved and inappropriate. Do you know? I This is the big news, and I'm completely ignorant because it's just one of those well, things like, it, fuck him, he's yeah. guilty. It's one of those things. It's a Bill Cosby thing where it's like, oh, one girl said something. Okay, that's creepy and wrong. Let's investigate it. Oh, 175 girls say something. Let's throw this guy in a bottomless pit. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm ignorant of his existence. I'm just ignorant of the specifics of what he did and how he got away with it. With with everyone seemingly knowing, it's like yeah, Paterno so two I, for the most part. From what I've read, it's 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 like groping and shit. I I again, I haven't read a lot on it because, well, when a guy looks that pedophile, you don't need to read a lot. All you need to read is over a hundred and fifty victims, and then look at that guy's face. You could be the prosecution could have just sent an intern and be like, listen, uh, you 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 got this one right, and the intern would be like, yeah, uh. Do you have any bus fare? And they'd be like, sure, intern. And then he'd go across town on the bus to the, the trial, and his opening statements are going to be like, listen, uh, Your Honor, um, over 150 victims, and look at this fucking guy. Now, listen, anything the defense says, know that my uh, answer is going to be look at this fucking guy. I'm going to use the, the, the look at this fucking guy rebuttal every time. Uh, you guys have a fun trial. I'm going to go study for midterms. Guilty. That's all he had to say. You know what I mean? Over 150 victims. Look at this fucking guy. So I I don't know how he got hired. This is one of those where I'm like, I kind of want him to go after the other people involved. Because it, 
with that just a sheer number of victims i'm like how do you how do you let it go on for so long and then i'm also like how the hell do you even hire a guy like that when a guy who shows up looking like like a cartoon of a pedophile is like yeah listen i'm uh, i'm here to apply for the job where you 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 examine underage girls without any clothes on. How do you go, yeah, that seems reasonable for a fella that looks like you. You know, who who the fuck does that? And then and then the parents, I'm like, how do you how do you leave your kid with a guy like that? Well, here's it's here's ridiculous. here's the worst part is now that I'm looking into it and I, I this could have stopped in 1997 one accuser said. In 1997 the first compl- complaints came out where a 16 and a 14-year-old girl said they were, quote, uncomfortable with how he put his hands inside them. So we're not talking massaging and like, ooh, a hand goes right. over the butt. We're talking about, uh, this is, I feel like throwing up. This is this is why I avoid shit like this. Like, if, if anybody's listening going like, Jesus, fuck, this is the biggest news story ever. How did you avoid it? Well, I have a little girl, so when I hear touching little girls, I, I just like, okay, fucking lock him up. Like, I... I get that he's guilty, but I don't want to read the specifics because when I read Again, the specifics... Did, didn't need to read it. Just looked at the picture yeah. of the fucking guy. He's ni- the most pedophile-looking dude I've ever seen. In 1999, uh, staff referred a runner, Christy, to him for an injured hamstring, and she was shocked when he rubbed her pelvic area and penetrated her with his fingers. Her goddamn hamstring. So he's supposed to be looking at her hamstring, and she called her parents, and she called her coach, and it all went away. 1999, 2000, 2001. They've been complaining about this guy for years. How the fuck well, yeah. does this get covered well, with, up with so that often? Many, yeah, you're 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 not going to convince me that over a hundred and fifty of these victims stayed silent until now. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's been people that have been ignoring this for fucking years. So I'm like, yeah, go out, go after those pricks, man. Go after the Joe Paternos. That's that's what I'm saying. And. I don't like look, I, I don't like to blame the victims in cases like this, especially since they're kids, but I'll damn sure blame their parents. You know damn well a lot of these kids said something to their parents and they didn't do a fucking thing about it. Why? Because uh, don't rock the boat. You want to be an athlete, you want almost yeah. as shitty as, yep. as yeah, as, as the, the parents of of you know, the the casting parents. The the parents trying to get their right, kids. Right, in right, right. They're they're just like, Oh yeah, what 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 did he do? Um don't care. You need to at least get bronze. How dare you? Do champions compare about complain about groping, or do they walk it off and, and do they achieve greatness? You, you know that's the way their fucking parents were, man. They're horrible people. And to tie this into the Times Up or Me Too movement, um, we, we've we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, where does it go too far? Like. Um, uh, uh, T.J. Miller was trending for a day because someone uh, gave false accusations about him. Like, it, anytime anyone's name is mentioned, uh, the wait, did T.J. Miller thing turn out to be bullshit? It, yeah, I believe. Yeah, it was. It was. Only, I can't even keep up with all this. Yeah, it was, really. It was. It was only trending for a day. It was like <sighs> T.J. Miller accused, and almost immediately on top of T.J. Miller accused came. Oh, but the person doing the accusing is completely full of shit. But the problem is that the media wow. jumps on the accusation just so quickly and gets the person's name out there that it's just completely slandered. Now, what where I'm trying to go from this is. There, 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 there are stupid men who get angry and say like, "Oh, when's enough going to be enough?" or "It's going to turn into a witch hunt," and blah, blah, blah. And you, if if you have these girls that were screaming in, you know, 1997, this guy has, is abusing me and is molesting me, and it gets ignored until 2015. Yeah, they're going to be kind of pissed and and want a reaction, and there's going to be spillover, and that's why it might seem like it's everywhere in the news because this has been building and building and building forever and when the dam finally bursts you're like yes i've been fucking saying since 1997 this asshole touches kids and then it spreads into the whole movement the me too and time's up because it's not just gymnast as we know it's hollywood it's in the workplace um and you can see how i guess and this is me talking to myself because when matt damon says something completely reasonable like pedophile is not patting a butt and gets shouted at, you say, well, why the fuck are they shouting? Well, it's because they've been dealing with all this shit for years and no one's been listening to them and they finally have a voice. They're going to want to use it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, 
it's a good thing guys like this are getting taken out now are are there going to be the occasional ones where it, it it turns out to be bullshit like like tj miller or whatever like like the the aziz one i don't know if you read the original article but yeah, yeah i didn't read the like, original right, but i've i've heard all the that one really put a, a fracture into the thing where you had women speaking out against that article saying you're hurting our movement you with well, this that's bullshit because it was complete fucking bullshit yeah yeah, yeah yeah it was it was it was complete bullshit but um you know now ones like that my my kind of theory on that is you, since since it you can't really put them on trial as as far as you, you know oh this is a bullshit accuser or whatever um those ones are going to be in the news for a little bit and then they're going to be gone the next week whereas we're still talking about Harvey Weinstein right. does that make sense it does make sense it's just kind of sad that those the people like TJ Miller and Aziz get just raked over the coals and their name is out there. Like, let's let's talk about. But the, that's the thing is, I don't I don't think they're getting raked over the coals. I think they get raked over coals for a week, and then they're not raked over the coals anymore, and everyone will forget. Like George Takei, that one. Yeah, that that was a one. while ago. I read that one, and I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, I read the original article. I'm like, uh, this is just a guy trying to get attention. This is a guy. He's he's so full of shit. This article is it. It just it, it's 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 a ridiculous story. And George Takei was in the news for a week, like, oh, dude, George Takei's been accused by the, and then fucking nothing. Well, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it's not story. fair that it's in the news for a week. I, that's where the problem of vetting should come in, where it should be like, oh, we have an accuser. Let's listen to her story. Let's talk to the other side. Let's vet this. Let's not just jump to Aziz accused, George Takei accused, Michael Douglas last week. Michael Douglas came out in front of the story. He said. Uh, I'm going to give this interview now because these lies are being fabricated and said about me. And then she came out with her story and it was, you know, big for like three hours and then just gone, like gone. Like everything she said was not determined to be a complete lie, but like, OK, it, it seemed very, very sketchy. Um, when besides, I heard she gave him throat cancer anyway. You know what I'm saying? No, he that was his wife. Her. That was his oh, wife. Oh, that's right. Never mind. But uh, uh, yeah, I didn't read that. One. She uh, she apparently is a blogger and wanted to write a book, and so ooh, you know what will sell books? This story. But I, I want to focus on Aziz because that's the one that um, split not split the movement, but that was the first one that people started saying, "Did Me Too jump a shark here? Did they jump the shark?" Because anyone not familiar, what happened was this woman went on a date with Aziz. They fooled around. Uh, he wanted to take it further. Um, she got upset, and he called her an Uber, and she left. And the next day, he said, hey, it was nice meeting you. And she texted back, I cried in the Uber. I had a bad time. I did not like what we did. And he texted back, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I did not mean for you to have a bad time. I thought we were having consensual fun. I'm paraphrasing. And so several months later, this was in September of 2017. So in January of 2018, she tells her story to the world and people blow up and like, oh, my God, you know, like it divides the crowd. They say, what a what an asshole he was. You know, he should have backed off. And the other half says, dude, late chick, you went on a bad date. And he did back off. Like, of course, he's going to try and get laid. And every time you said no, he backed off until you went home. And then the next day he was like, wow, I I got that you went like that's just a bad date. Like he, how is that make him a bad person? The only, I guess, way it does make him a bad person is I don't know his comedy, uh, because, but I guess he does stands on stage and says, "Man, men are pigs." It's kind of like the Louis C.K. thing, or Louis C.K. would stand on stage and say, "I don't understand why women date us. Men are pigs." And then, of course, he's beating off in front of them uh, and making them feel uncomfortable. Whereas Aziz was doing the same thing. He's like, "Men are pigs. I don't get it." And so she maybe thought she found one of the good ones. Like, yeah, he understands men are pigs. Yeah, and then well, he tries now to this, his thing was different than the Louis thing. His his thing was different than Louis thing because the Louis thing. It's, it's not like Louis was on a date and th there was a certain power dynamic at work there. And this was I'm just, just I'm some just saying lady as far he as met paraphrasing. at a show and went on a date and then she went back to his place afterwards and they were they, they were performing oral sex on yeah, each other. And then it, it, it got weird because she was uh, basically saying that she was uh, he was ignoring nonverbal cues even though she was saying yes and I'm like all right this is just getting well she said verbal odd. and nonverbal from what I got out of the story he ignored nonverbal cues and kept pressing for it and she capitulated every so often but when she did say no he would stop then he would wait 10 minutes or five minutes and then start again like hey are you in the mood now and she she didn't like that aspect that he kept going and that's why she left like she thought that you know when he would stop like 
of course. Same thing happened to me last week, man. I was I was I was out with this famous female comic, and I, she asked me to perform oral sex on her. So I was like, oh boy, would I? And I went down there, but I was blinking SOS in Morse code with my eyelids, <laughs> like a Vietnam prisoner of war. And she ignored my 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 Morse code. Because she's an animal. I now I know how victims of the Me Too movement and how John McCain felt all those years. I'm exactly <laughs> the same. I like how you wrapped that in. So how? I guess I'm I'm ugh, I'm, I'm I'm lost in my head because I I see both sides of things. I I I don't see. I'm not looking at it as a black or white thing. I'm looking at it as, as gray at times. Um, Whereas, yeah. I think he should date women his own age, man. This chick was 22 years old. Well, he's 30. I don't know. There's a 10-year difference. I can't yell there because my he's wife 34. is... He's 34. I'm the same age as him. I fuck 34-year-olds. That's what I do. My wife if, is 10 years if, younger if, than me. <laughs> yeah, but, well, okay. 10 years... Yeah, but you're in your 40s, yeah? I met her when she was 26 and I was 36. All right, all right. So you're... you're you, that's right at the cutoff for me. See, cu- what, what the cutoff is for me... It's like mid twenties. You know what I'm saying? Once you once you once you're mid twenties, you can really start dating up. Other 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 than that, like I'm not I'm not dating a twenty two year old. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 just not happening. If if he would have pulled this with a thirty two year old and not a twenty two year old, he'd have been fucking fine. And that's the thing is, every woman that came out and said, "Sweetie, get over it," was a mature woman. She wasn't yes. an eighteen, nineteen, or twenty year old. She was a mature woman saying, "Look." I'm all about the Me Too movement. I have lived my whole life being second fiddle to men, uh, being having been catcalled and not treated seriously in the workplace. So I am all about gender. I'm, I'm fighting the fight, and here you come in and went on a bad date, and you're 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 ruining it for everyone. You're you're setting this movement back, and that was all women, not not girls, women who were saying that. So yeah, I I hear you. Right. I mean. But uh, I, I'm also like, if you if you date women that much younger than you, and they're, and they're that young now, when they're when they're yeah, 26, that's different than 20. That that's a huge maturity level difference. But if 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 you're 34 and you're you're going out with 22 year olds, is that is that going to be bad every single time? No, but. Yeah, there's there's going to be she, she's not going to read things the same as you. She's not she's not she's not the same headspace as you. She's not thinking the same. She from from what I could tell from from the article seemed to be thinking, "Oh, this famous guy likes me. I'm going to have a really famous boyfriend." Yes. Whereas he was like, "Hey, I'm we're getting going laid. back to my place on the first date. I'm getting laid, and it's it's just sort of like a no. She, she what it was was she she was expecting like she was gonna be Mrs. Ansari for a while there, and realized that wasn't gonna happen halfway through the BJ, and fucking did you know, it 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 put her off guard. You, you know what I mean? Whereas he illusions was were like, shattered. oh, she understands Dreams were this. Dashed. Yes. Whereas he figured she understands what's going on here. She understands a hookup because he was thinking like a 34-year-old man. And he was thinking like, well, she just understands what the hell's going on right now because he was acting as if she was 34 too. She wasn't. She was 22. I'm saying when you date that young, it's 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 you're, you're going to have problems, man. Not every time, well, but it's, I don't you, even you know, know that like it's, this is going to... I, I will agree with that. It is when you date young, you're going to have problems. But it's also when you are a celebrity, you're going to have problems. Because there are people who are just straight-up star fuckers who will say, I mean, like, literally, for men or women, notch on the, the belt. Whereas, like, ooh, I fucked a, 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 a star. That that right. happens. I fucked a celebrity. Um, but And that could happen to a 32-year-old woman, too, who just, or, you know, any, any age just wants to fuck someone. But it could also get confusing because I'm not trying to get inside the head of a 32 or 34 year old woman I, I don't that's inappropriate but there are women who get to be that age and say oh now it's time for me to settle down however she wouldn't go straight to oral sex when they walked in the door she'd be like no you know if this is what you want i'm not into that i'm husband hunting the the husband well, hunter yeah, well, is she, not going to go be, straight to she'd oral be better sex at communicating yes right. yes she, yes she would be like yeah yes. listen i'm not you know listen let's just take it slow or i'll, I'll see you next time or you, you know whatever um but 
he he was acting as if she was also in her thirties and you know was more mentally matured, knew what the fuck was going on, whatever. Whereas she wasn't, and every single every single opinion on this seems to be either Aziz did nothing wrong whatsoever, did nothing weird, did there was nothing he could have done better or different or whatever. Or there's Aziz Ansari is an animal. He should have observed her nonverbal cues. And then they post some weird article that basically tells you the most progressive and woke ways to fuck 22-year-olds as a 34-year-old. And I'm like, what do you know? That's not, it's going to end bad. Stop doing that. <laughs> I agree. Hey, you got anything for us? You got a caller of the week uh, or anything exciting? Or do you have anything you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Oh, um, so I, I feel we've had a theme this week before we got into the Me Too thing about uh, just sort of dumb people. We had the crockpot yes. thing. Yes, yes, yes. And a sex talk guy. I went to the, um, oh, basically the mecca of dumb people this week. Fox News? Can you News? guess what that was? No, dumber. Um, NRA? No, dumber. And I like guns. But um, <laughs> I went to a pro wrestling match. Oh, people love their pro wrestling. Oh, my God. Dude, I so I, I went there. I bought my girlfriend tickets for, she into for it? Christmas. No, here's the thing. It was a joke uh, like, hey, let's go to pro wrestling? No, she asked for the tickets. But reason she wanted to go is because she does not watch pro wrestling what she watches is the reality show about the pro wrestlers wives so i'm like sweetie you know it's not gonna be like that i yes? did not know there was a reality show about pro wrestling wives i there, there is well in the pro wrestlers too i i, I guess I, it seems like fucking all of them you know well, i know they're, that they're, they have storylines in the wrestling like this is the good guy this is the bad guy or, no th that's not what this is no i'm talking this is like jersey housewives or whatever but for ah. pro And so I, I'm like, listen, this is not going to be with that. It's just going to be. And she's like, yeah, but I really want to go. Plus, to, to be fair, we did just watch Glow on Netflix. So they, they kind of got her into it too, you know, um, not, which is really good. Glow on Netflix is amazing, even if you're not on into. Okay, let's, um, let's talk about that for a second. I couldn't make it through the first episode. What? The, and I and I sort of remember why because it was too much for me. Where it's like the Allison Brie character in the first episode, they 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 instead of just having a scene where they said, "Okay, her life is kind of garbage." Now let's get into the story. It was the entire episode was her life sucks because she and then just kept beating home the point. Now she's fucking this married guy that comes in through the window. Uh, she, I, I turned it off when she had her purse taken by the, the kids at the taco stand where I'm just like, all right, we get it. Her, you know, like... I could okay. Opening I could with see the audition, how, I, and I yeah. kept trying to get past it. Where it's like every because they did so many scenes in a row. Where I'm like, I've heard Glow is fantastic. When it came out, the reviews were great, and the bathroom scene was wonderful. I'm like, okay, I get it. She's desperate. She she waits in the bathroom until the casting agent comes in. The casting agent uh, shits on her, and good. Now I know where she is. Oh, she's also fucking this married guy that comes in through the window because she has no self esteem, and now she needs to call and mo borrow money from her parents. And now uh, Mark Marin, who did a great job uh, in the one scene I watched him in as the guy putting the wrestling thing together, uh, fires her because her backstory isn't good. And she gets her purse stolen. It's like, done. I like any one of those would have been enough, but just all stacked on one another. I'm like, I get it. She lives a shitty life. Move on with the fucking story. Okay, sell Honestly, me on it. Tell me how to get back. Okay, because they they do move on with the story. I, they have um, to move on with it. I can't imagine the second episode is more her life getting shit on. But okay, sell me right. on Glow so that I should take another look at it. Yes, um, after the first episode, it's less about her. Now she is a sad one sack. of the main characters, but she's not the 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 focus of it. You know, like like she was in the first episode. I, I can I can see that in the first episode. But the end of the first episode honestly ties the cheating and shit into the wrestling really well, um, and and then it, it, it it's it's a it's a theme that keeps coming up throughout the thing, but in a way that makes sense, 
but also doesn't take up too much time. After that, it is it is about the actual wrestling league, so it is it is. Really okay, good. so I should turn it back on now. I will tell you straight out: watch Silicon Valley. My buddy told me to watch that. I watched episode one and was just my wife and I. We just finished season one, so that's solid. So you're saying give Glow a second chance? Yes, give Glow a second chance. But here's what you should not give a chance. Live pro wrestling. That's what I was oh going to tie it back God. in and say. You finished watching Glow and you wanted to go to the live wrestling. Continue. And you know Dude, that it was awful. Now, now, who sponsors this? Because the WWE, when they do WrestleMania, yes. they sell out football stadiums. I have a buddy that's into it, and he took a picture of himself in Miami at Dolphins Hard Rock Stadium, and it's sold out. They put a wrestling ring in the center of the goddamn football field, and there are 80,000 goddamn people there. Did you go to Madison Square Garden or did you go to something smaller? Um, I think this was technically slightly smaller than Madison Square Garden, about the same size, the Barclays Center. Oh, okay. So you're you are in an arena. Yes, I'm in an arena. Here's the thing: going going in, you already feel like you're in the movie Idiocracy. Once you get in around that many wrestling fans, you feel like you're in Idiocracy. That was the first thought I had as soon as I was being. Um, uh, I push through these little metal gates like cattle, and I'm around all these wrestling fans making weird noises and shit. I'm like, I I am in the film Idiocracy. There was also a guy, once we get to the metal detector that worked there, who had a little megaphone telling us, you know, to take stuff out of our pockets, but it was not a real megaphone. It was one of those battery-operated ones for kids, a little one, and I'm like, oh my god, the fucking... They got tards working here. It's not just it's not just the client. It's not just the customers. You know what I mean? It's not just fans. It's it's everybody. And so uh, we we go in right. And uh, honestly, at first it was fairly it it, it was it, it was enjoyable. Now, wait, you let me interrupt I mean? you very quickly. Uh, I want to push back on the fans just to just so you can either double down or gracefully exit. I would fucking double down if you say anything bad about them. You said bad shit about them. I, oh, you're going to double down. I'm, I would say, if, do any if of these it's people... bad, yes, double down before <laughs> you even say it. I fucking double down. Fuck those So people. none of these people seemed like they could have been wrestling as their escape. Like they're, they're, they're you know, normal, decent people that just like, all right, I, I happen to work as an accountant and I'm great with numbers, but I shut my brain off and go enjoy wrestling. That's my... Actually, that's my... now that you mention it, yeah, there, there was one guy that was a one. couple seats down from us. Who, <laughs> well, he got he had to go because he got an emergency call from work. He had um, he basically had to go perform heart surgery, and he had to get up in the... No, they're all fucking morons, man. <laughs> Every goddamn one of them. No, they're still accountants or surgeons or anything. Right next... Okay, here's... Here, so here was here was my um, here was the people next to me. There was there was my girlfriend who isn't even into um, wrestling, um, so she, she's on my left. Uh, me, me and her were probably among the top half of a percent smartest people in that arena. All right, and that's not saying much. Okay, I I'm not a smart man, right? But I I'm the goddamn genius of people that were watching Monday Night Raw in the Barclays Center, right? So that my girlfriend's next to me. The other side was a severely obese 16-year-old. He had to have been 16. There's no way he was that much older. And I don't I don't like to fucking weight shame people very much, but half of this kid was in my fucking seat. You know what? Like he was that fat, did not yeah. fit in the seat. I if and his listeners mom's sitting there next to him just handing him bucket after bucket of fried fucking food. And I want to tell him like, "Look, look, look, if you're going to raise Basically, what looks like a male precious with short hair. Fucking get him an aisle seat, you dumb cunt. What the fuck are you doing? He's in my seat. Give me half my fucking ticket price if your fat kid's going to take up half my goddamn seat, you retarded wrestling lady. So, I'm pissed off already. Some fucking prick spills beer on me, like, halfway through. So, I, I, I'm sitting in fucking beer. Then I turn around like, what the fuck? I'm covered in beer. He's he's just he's he's out of it, just stumbling around, moving shit around. I'm like, dude, fucking whatever, you know. And 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 I'm like, you know, you you come to an event, you you come to basically UFC for the mentally challenged. You gotta expect to get shit spilled on you. You know what I mean? That's on me. That's on <laughs> yes. me for fucking going there. I sh- I should have denied my girlfriend her her, her her Christmas present wish. I should have bought her tickets to an actual performance where they write shit out 
and 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 they have a good storyline all that. So here's anyway, I'm getting off. I'm I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent. Let, let me tell you the dumbest fucking thing about this. The dumbest thing about this was that in the I don't know three and a half hours I spent there, probably about. 10 or 15% of the time there was actually wrestling going on in front of us or even somebody out there at the stage. The rest of the time, they were showing us commercials and shit on the Jumbotron. Oh, nice. Yes. So literally just a lot of uh, advertising and very little action. Yes, because what would happen is they would bring up a wrestling... Now, it started off with a lot of wrestling, which is odd. You'd think you'd want to start off on the low points if, like, 80% of your show is going to be commercials and shit on a Jumbotron, and then you want to end with a lot of wrestling. They did the opposite, to the point to where basically all of the Barclays Center was booing them as they announced the end of the show. It was fucking nuts. But what they did was they also had, in a smaller venue, the Manhattan Center... They had a bunch of people there as well because apparently this was like Monday Night's Raw's 25-year anniversary, right? So what they did is they had people in the Manhattan Center because I guess that was the first Monday Night Raw performance or whatever. So they had people there with doing wrestling matches. So what they had is they had two locations. Problem with that is while you're doing a wrestling match in one location, you're showing it on a screen to the other location. (laughs) So... Literally half the matches we just watched on TV. Wait, you you there there you lost me somewhere. You you went from the Barclays to the Manhattan, or the people in the Manhattan were watching at the same time you were just on TV screens. I get when that there was a match going on at the Manhattan Center. We were watching it on TV. Oh, so it was okay. I get it. So you were going bouncing back and forth. Yes. And so you had 19,000 people staring at a fucking TV screen together. Oh, so, so okay, I, you lost, so now I'm back. So as a match would take place in the Manhattan Center, you'd watch it on the Jumbotron, and as your match would take place, they would watch it on TV in the Manhattan Center. Yeah. Same time. So they, they got double the ticket price and did not double down the wrestling action. Yes. Um, and then, it, honestly, even, even that, even... Matches going on at our spot or their spot was about half the time. Uh, the uh, other half uh, was just commercials. So they would basically show a wrestler on the jumbotron, and you'd think, "Oh, he's about to come out." You know, they'd, they'd show a wrestler, and then the the wrestling tards in the in the in the bleachers would stand up and go and make that wrestler's like catchphrase or noise or whatever and they would cheer and spill food and beer on them and everyone else around them i.e. me and they would they would scream and make noises and then that guy wouldn't come out it was just a commercial for that guy telling you to come to fucking wrestlemania to see that guy and i'm like wait but we bought tickets to see that guy live what the fuck are you doing and then they would they would do another commercial going, Come to SummerSlam, blah, 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 and spill fucking beer on the guy in front of you who's just taking his girlfriend out. And and he'd be like, no, but that's that's what we're already here doing. Stop showing me commercials for this. And they would go, now are you ready for your next match? And then they the Tards would fucking scream again. And then they would bring out a guy at the Manhattan Center where we were not, and we would watch that on, on TV together. You know what this reminds me of, and I and I have uh, something quick an aside to tell you, and I'm done. Is this reminds me of reporters or people who would actually talk about Trump rallies, where they would go to the Trump rally and say that by the end, even the people at the Trump rally hated the fact they were there, but they would still go to the next one, or they would still cheer like. Uh, I've read numerous stories where they'd say Trump would show up and people would go, yay, Trump, USA, USA, lock her up. And then he would start to talk and go on this long-winded babble and people would like be checking their watches and and they'd hate it. And suddenly he'd go, build a wall. And then they'd like be right, yay, build a wall, build a wall. And then he'd start babbling on it. Like, that's exactly what it sounds like. Like, even though they knew in their heart that they were having a bad time, all they were waiting for was one catchphrase and they would be right back and they wouldn't they, they would never move on. They would never fully give in to the fact that we're not enjoying ourselves. This sucks. They would just wait for the next moment and then they would be bought right back into it. Yes, you see what what the uh, what the geniuses at, at at the world wrestling whatever the E stands for is 
what those geniuses figured out is that when when you bring out a wrestler they like the um the dumb wrestling fans they'll cheer but if you show them a picture of the same wrestler they'll cheer just as loud and they're dumb so they're like wait a minute we don't we don't actually have to have these guys show up every time let's just pay like three of them to show up and then show them pictures and videos of the other guys and they'll fucking cheer just the same and they will still buy tickets next week so that's that's what they did well i have uh this to say uh, because i i i tried to soften it earlier i said hey are you going to give any of them credit like maybe this is just what they like but they're really accounts and all that um it's because i'd forgotten something and now i will come over to your side like i didn't want to harshly judge anyone and shit but uh do you know who mick foley is He's, he's a wrestler, right? He is, and I he's one of those guys that, like, Dustin Diamond or Pauly Shore or anyone who thinks, oh, I'll just do stand-up comedy. And I worked a comedy club where I was the com- comedian Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, but for Friday they brought in Mick Foley for special shows, and I would open up for him. Like, I would do 15 minutes, and then he would come out and do his thing. And so did he show up to tell jokes, or did they, they show a picture of Mick Foley telling jokes on a Jumbotron? <laughs> and the idiots went, and they do his little cheer, and then they'd fucking go home and still show up the next night. He showed up, and he is, oh, nice, nice. he's the nicest goddamn guy in the world. I He was a sweetheart, and I've heard nothing but good things about him. I had heard nothing but good things about him up until that point. He's been on The Daily Show. Um, he's very... He's he's a very nice guy, I, not funny, not not a good storyteller. They were just rambling stories. Like all they wanted to hear was WrestleMania stories, and that's all he did. Is he talked about them? And but I will say this, the audience. So he essentially was a human jumbotron in that scenario. Yeah. Well, the audience that showed up to see him, we did two shows on Friday night, and it was sold out, packed each show. They were the worst of the worst white trash people I have ever performed in front of. They were dumb, easily distracted, and had no focus and just wanted to yell and drink shitty beer, and so much so to the point where when Mick got up, I watched him, he actually had to almost ask a table to leave. He he said, look, he was very calm, very nice. He said, look, I get that you're happy to be here. I'm happy you're here. I get that you bought tickets, but if you don't stop... I'm going to have you kicked out because what would happen would be he'd be he would just start telling one of these stories like, so I remember WrestleMania six, WrestleMania six. Fuck yeah, Mick. Okay, thank you. Um, And we were there. Yeah, you fucking rock, Mick. You're fucking awesome. Okay, great. So anyway, the match starts. Yeah, fucking WrestleMania. The match starts. Fuck yeah. And it was like for this went on for 15 minutes before he finally calmed that table down but that was just that table the rest of the audience was fairly similar like you could not you would hit a punchline that gets an applause break and they would stare at you with a blank look like we don't get comedy you know like they didn't know that it was a comedy club they had walked in the door of a comedy club because it was Mick Foley tells his comedy stories even though they're just wrestling stories but when an actual comedian got up in front of him the opening act then me that just fucking blank stares not even like hate not even like you're not funny not even like you know boo you suck just i don't know why you're on stage and it was see just i just that dumb, just means you dumb. don't have well-rounded enough material i have <laughs> wrestling fan material all right instead of um you, you know the traditional hacky setup punchline setup punchline you stand up and you go, who remembers Ric Flair, huh? <laughs> Woo! That they would and have gone And then they go, Whoa! And then you go, huh? How about Andre the Giant? Andre! <laughs> and then and then they cheer. And you, you know what I mean? It's not my fault you don't have well-rounded enough material for any, any audience. That's on you. What I did was, and, and I'm not proud of this, but I will let listeners know that uh, sometimes you have, and we've talked about this, back pocket material where you're like, all right, I'm going to pull this out of my back pocket because well, it always Now you works. have your wrestling back pocket material. Now I do, yes. Feel free feel well, free to steal those from me, man. You can, you can <laughs> use those jokes anytime uh, you get on stage in front of wrestling fans. Well, what I did then was I figured... Who remembers Macho? Macho Man's yes, Randy Savage! Like, yeah. Do that one too. Well, what I, I was that. good at, what I did was, I, and I do this in the South, 
is I generally open my show with, hey, so I've been overseas to perform with the troops in Iraq and Afghanistan because in certain audiences, me being a Yankee, like if I open with that just very gently, they get on my side. Nothing. Like, hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming yeah. out. So I'm a comedian. I've been overseas to perform my jokes. I've been to Iraq to perform for the troops. And... Like, usually you get a puppy going, like, you see in their faces, like, oh, okay, well, let's pay attention to this. Blank fucking stares. Like, troops, yeah, that's, that's, you know, like, I, they did just nothing. And right when that happened, I'm like, I'm in trouble. And so I would hit, like, these, see, these no, jokes that see, get applause What you got to open with next nothing. time is in front of them. Rowdy, Rowdy, Piper! Had, well, no, you don't go straight into the wrestling whistle. What you do to get them on your side is you tell them that... You last night made love to an overweight w- woman in cut-off camo shorts, uh, who may or may not have been a second cousin, and that will be like, oh, it'll endear you to the audience. It'll, it'll, it'll remind them of one time when they did the similar thing, and then you go, Ronnie, Ronnie Piper, and you just start yelling wrestling names at them. I, I do. Let, let, we got to sign off. Uh, we've, we've gone on the big great long episode for the listeners hope you enjoy it tell your friends to listen to us um but i do want to say as we leave uh i i I tried to interrupt you a little while ago because i wanted to say when you were talking about the the obese kid next to you i wanted to let listeners know that if if you're here for the first time whenever he's dead type 7 diabetes yeah whenever i bring up obesity jake is the first person to jump back at me and go hey hey, wait a second uh uh, corn subsidies sugar fucking corn syrup it's not everyone's fault so for jake to make a comment about someone's obesity you know it had to be bad because anytime i bring up obesity into him i couldn't get away from when i say in my seat i mean there was not he was so fat that he couldn't be contained in one seat and so i was pressed up against him for three and a half hours this little sweaty motherfucker and did the did your girlfriend did uh, Amy even sort of enjoyed it all or was she like yeah let's never do that again? Well, she enjoyed it. Like honestly, when they were wrestling, when there was actually wrestling going on in front of us, it was fun to watch. That being said, it was about ten to fifteen percent of the time. So well, there you fun. go. All right, uh, well, a lot of commercials for live uh, entertainment is awesome, Sam. Yes, yes, yes. All right, kids, thanks for listening. JakeVevera.com, NathanTimmel.com. You remember the last time we got blowback? We, we insulted um, the, the people that are into, um, that, that are anti-male circum- circumcision, where we said, they're like, you know, I was attacked as a baby and I had no choice, and we got huge blowback. I, I am hoping and guessing that if people hear that we uh, attacked wrestling, they are a passionate people. We could get some blowback for this, yeah. so maybe we'll raise our profile. So Yes, and if there's any wrestling fans out there who are uncircumcised, why don't you take some Bikram yoga, bend yourself <laughs> into a pretzel, and choke yourself to death with your, an- with your ugly anteater cock. That's what I say. There we go. All right, thanks for listening, I want everyone. your last words to be, Macho Man Randy Savage! <laughs> <laughs> choke on that anteater, you fuck. Bye. Later.